Welcome to the Behold Podcast, a project of Arcade Church. We are so glad you've joined us today. This is episode one of season four, and Craig and I are going to talk about some of our favorite reads from 2023. So stick around. Hey, Craig. How you doing, Beth? I'm doing great. I'm pretty excited. Season Season four. Can you believe that? I can't believe it. No, I can't believe it. And man, there have been a lot of changes, first Mm -hmm. of all. Check out the studio, the backdrop. Uh, Thank you to Chad and Ben and Chris for putting the extra time in to giving us a backdrop. I do miss the cinder block. Nothing says correctional facility like cinder block, Mm -hmm. but it does. It does. I'm going to miss it. I don't think you are. No, you're not. Know. We do have another change, though. Yes. And uh, Shelby, our our beloved Shelby, producer yep. of se- three seasons of Behold, she's moved on. She's found another position where she is going to absolutely do well. Yep. It's going to be... She will be a blessing everywhere she goes. Well, and she's just right down the street, so... Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna miss her, but she'll still be around. Yeah, yeah. So Shelby, if you happen to be watching or listening, uh, we took a vote. Most of us, we miss love you. you. Yeah, and so we love you, and uh, we're really happy for your new position. Yep. Um, well, hey, we had the American holiday this past week, the Super Bowl, and there were some really fun commercials. And I there think, were fun commercials. I think we agree on our favorite. Yes. The Dunkings. The the Dunkings, yes. The Dunkin' that was Donuts. The absolute best. Mm-hmm. And let's just not talk about the game because there was a game? Yes. I'm there, just kidding. There, I well, like sports. There was a game. But the commercial <laughs> this year's crop of commercials, I have to admit, were pretty good. They were. Yeah. They yeah. Were. A lot of well known stars, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Made it kind of funny. Yep. And uh I'm still not gonna go out and buy a BMW, but that's all right. You that's know? all right. Yeah. Maybe some Doritos. Maybe. I didn't see a Doritos. There commercial. was no Dorito. And typically there is. They're like, we don't need to advertise everyone loves Doritos. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Who doesn't like a good Dorito? I read somewhere, even this morning, it was $7 million for a 30-second spot. Wow. $7 million. Can you believe that? And for that's, a 30-second spot. And one. that does include all of the production, paying oh, the celebrities. No. Yeah. I mean, the Dunkin' Donuts, Tom Brady, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, J-Lo, and then some other lesser celebrities. Yeah, yeah. How much did that cost just in their salaries? They'll make up for it, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. It really well, is. Well, we're talking about Dunkin' Donuts. We are. On the West Coast. Yeah. Which and, is kind of weird. Because your daughter lives on the East Coast, mm-hmm. in Boston yep. specifically. That's Dunkin' Donuts to Boston sounds like uh, Starbucks is to Seattle. Oh, yeah. If yeah. you do not badmouth Dunkin' Donuts in yeah. Boston, yeah. you might get a black eye. <laughs> yeah. Especially in Southie, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a fun topic to talk about we do, today. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're a bigger reader than me, but we both love to read. We do. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about our top five books of 2023. Yes. And that we can recommend to people to go out yes. and order or check out mm-hmm. or whatever that these, are, these yes. are books worth reading. Now, are you the kind of reader who maybe you're a couple chapters in... And you kind of get bored, or you disagree. Are you one who can close the book and set it aside, or do you have to finish? You know, I didn't know you were going to ask that. I didn't either. But today, this morning, mm-hmm. I was reading a book, and I'm about a hundred pages in, mm-hmm. and I just said, "I don't like this book. It's just boring. It's not written well." Mm-hmm. And typically, you know me, mm-hmm. if I start a book, I have to finish it. Right. I close it up, took the bookmark out, 
put it on my shelf. I'm not going to read it. I don't even know who you are. I know it. I just, I have never done that. So hmm. to, this morning was the first time I've ever done that. You know, a f- probably 10 years ago, a friend of mine loaned me a book. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you might not like it. There's no book guilt. And I was like, oh. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Because yeah. why, I mean, we only have so much time to read. Yeah. Why waste time reading a book? And there are too many good books out there. So to many read a books. Book. Yep. Yeah. So. All right. So let's jump in. Okay. My number one fiction book is. Everything Sad is Untrue. You might have heard of this book, very popular, mm-hmm. kind of took the world by storm, has a bunch of um, honors and you know awards, et cetera. But again, it's fiction. It's by Daniel Nayeri, and I might be saying his name wrong. But basically, it's about this middle school boy in Oklahoma who is a refugee. Oh, wow. And his mom and siblings have had to flee. It's either Iraq or Iran. Because mom's become a Christian. It's not a Christian oh, novel. To, it's not a Christian novel. It's but not it's, a Christian novel, but that's why they have huh. to leave. And you can, as a believer reading this book, there's so many gospel undertones in it. You wow. can even see it. But what I love about this book is mostly the way the storytelling goes. It is not linear. Mm-hmm. It's not day one, day two, day three. Right. It's not uh, 1985, then... 2000 and back to, you know, back and forth Mm -hmm. like some books are. Um, It's told from the author's perspective. He weaves kind of folklore Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. from Persian countries and stories his grandfather told him and memories and what's happening to him in real life and just weaves it all together. And it it is the most interesting book I've ever read. Really? Ever. Well, you were saying before we started recording that you were, was this the one you were disappointed you finished it? Yes. Yeah. I was sad when it was the last yeah. page because, oh. Yeah. And I, I've i started rereading it. It's, oh, wow. It's yeah. so good. Huh. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Your turn. Well, my, uh, and I'm just doing this in order of, that I read, and so early last year of 23, I read uh, this book, After Doubt by A.J. Swoboda, and it's an excellent book. It's a quick read. This is, I read, I've read this twice, I read a couple of years ago, and then when we were preparing in season two, I believe, uh, our talk on deconstruction, mm-hmm. and so Boda really informed me very well on some issues of deconstruction uh, that I've used since that, and so parents, I would encourage you to read it, I would encourage students, if you're thinking about deconstructing your faith, to read this, because um, it's, it's really, it's, it's an excellent, excellent book for that. Um, John Mark Comer wrote the foreword, and so it's trustworthy as mm-hmm. far as, I think anyway, yeah. as far as theology and doctrine are concerned. You don't have to worry about that, but I would really recommend that you get that book. So it's A.J. Soboda, After Doubt. It's interesting you say that because I do look at who has oh, yeah. vouched for this book, who yeah. wrote the foreword, yeah. and depending, I may not read the book yeah. because I'm like, mm, yeah. I don't trust that person yeah. for whatever reason. Exactly. Okay, my next book is an oldie. It's called Telling the Truth, the Gospel as Comedy, Tragedy, and Fairy Tale. And I read this... I have never heard that book I read this on my sabbatical. Yeah. And I'm surprised I haven't told you about it, because I think anyone who teaches the Word of God should read this book. Oh, really? It is... I mean, it's thin. Um, This one... Let's see. Let's look at the copyright. Oh, Buechner wrote it. Okay. Yes. It is old. (laughs) I got it off Thrift Books. Do you ever buy used books? They're no. so much cheaper. Oh, they have uh, fingerprints 19, of other people on them. 1977. 
So oh, it's yeah. almost as old as me. I graduated from high school in 77. So just move on. Okay, moving on. So um, here's, let me read something that I pulled off of the Amazon. It says, telling the truth is for the preacher who must pull the little cord that turns on the lectern light, must look out over the people and the silence, must begin to speak of a truth beyond telling. It's for the woman who wants to understand how people believe what they cheerfully acknowledge as a tragic, comic fairy tale. It's for anyone who believes that faith, like art, can hold a special mirror to human experience. And so it kind of is like mm. like the gospel as tragedy. Well, yes, it's tragedy because you have to start out with the fact that we're sinners. Yeah. And then it's comedy because God's grace is ridiculous. Mm. Like it's laughable, right? But then there's a fairy tale because Jesus comes back to life. And so just kind of weaving that into how you share the gospel was, um, it really uh, sparked thoughts and um, just a desire to grow in how I teach the Mm -hmm. gospel. You know, it's funny you said that because with younger preachers, I'll be talking to them and, you know, and, and I'll go over on YouTube with what they said and stuff. And I can tell a young preacher who doesn't read fiction. Oh. Um, because it's very linear, like uh-huh. you're talking about, very pointed, very factual, theologically correct. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of so, the nuts and bolts. Yeah, but so much of the gospel is story. Mm-hmm. It's telling a story, mm-hmm. telling a better story than the story that's being told in our world. And so a lot of times I'll encourage younger preachers to, to dive into fiction, find a fictional author mm-hmm. that you really love, mm-hmm. And just read that person, read right. the story, and and implement those skills of storytelling within the sermon or the teaching. I yeah. think that makes you a better preacher. Yeah, you know, on that, awesome. Um, what I do, and every year this happens, I get bogged down. Okay, I just get tired of reading, and what I find, I get tired not tired of reading, but tired of reading for a vocation. And so I'll always pick up either fiction or a biography. And this year, this past year, I picked up a biography on John Newton, of all people, by Jonathan Atkin. And uh, he is a new biographer to me, but he's my new favorite biographer. John Newton's a handsome fellow. He is lovely, Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I would long to have a powdered wig like that. (laughs) Actually, you know, I'd be okay with a wig at all, period. Mm. But uh, anyway. I don't know that Debbie would be okay with that. Probably not. John Newton, you all know, because he's the one that wrote the lyrics to uh, Amazing Grace. Um, interesting story. He was a slaver. Uh, he owned a slave ship, and he was a slaver for many years, even after he became a believer. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this, but he used to be a slave. Oh. He was owned. Um, he, to pay off a debt, mm-hmm. he was owned by a Jamaican princess. You would think someone who had been owned would not want to I, turn around it, and it own is, people. It is an amazing story, and Atkin r- writes very, very well. Mm. Uh, I think sometimes biographers get caught up in the details yes. of, well, John woke up and he had this for breakfast yes. kind of thing, and I I just don't care. But anyway, it's an excellent, excellent book. I'd highly recommend it. If you get bogged down, biographies, Christian or not, are, are just really great to get you back into the discipline of reading. I really love that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, my next book I listen to on audiobook. Yeah, I count that as that's, reading. That's breaking the rules. I didn't know there were rules. Well, there are now. Okay, next year. Next so you, year's. Well, with your drive, you, it doesn't take you long mm-hmm. to get through a book, probably. No, it was like a really long podcast, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool. So I listened to Get Out of Your Head, Stopping the Spiral of Toxic Thoughts by Jenny Allen. 
And Jenny Allen is, you might have heard her, of her. She is a podcaster mm-hmm. and author, and she is really active in getting the gospel to Gen Z. Mm. She has been on campuses where there's been revivals. Um, she has been a part of things at Baylor and okay. I, I don't remember where else, um, but very gospel-centered. Mm-hmm. This woman is incredible. Have you um, heard her speak before? Oh, yeah. I yeah. I would love to be able to speak with the clarity and passion that she does. Huh, She's okay. amazing. Okay. She's one of my favorite female speakers. Yeah. Um, but and she also has her seminary degree. Like she's she's amazing. Yeah. Um, but this book, she talks about our emotions, but also our thoughts and how we can take every thought captive mm-hmm. and how taking your thoughts captive can actually change your life. Mm. And you know, with biblical counseling, yeah. and yeah. we believe that. Like yeah. your Absolutely. thoughts are so important to your actions, your emotions, your your heart, not just your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so really good. It was a really good listen. And she reads it and with her passion, it just, mm. it was an easy listen for sure. Okay. So let the record reflect that Beth did not read that book, but she heard someone else read the book. My next book... <laughs> is uh, by Sharon James, The Lies We Are Told, The Truth We Must Hold. Again, this is a new author to me. Have you ever heard of Sharon James? Nope. I have never heard of her before. And um, I, I, I enjoy reading worldview-type mm-hmm. stuff. I, I really think that as a pastor, it, we have to be aware of worldviews out there, especially with our young people mm-hmm. and things, because it is a potpourri of worldviews that we have got to do. And I think Sharon does a very, very good job. Uh, she she comes from a very conservative perspective, which is not bad, and but she is thoroughly biblical, and uh, it's an easy read. Once again, moms and dads, I think that I would encourage you to read this. Also, if you are a young person, you've grown up in church, and you're going to a secular university or a not-so-Christian university, mm-hmm. I think that it was to be a great book for you to read, just to be aware of some of the names, because she gets into yeah. a lot of the names of the worldviews, and uh, I found that very, very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, not very um, in-depth, but enough to allow you to see where we get some of our ideas yeah. of the culture. So I highly recommend Sharon James' book, The Lies We Are Told, The Truth We Must Hold. It's a great I've book. I've started that one. Yeah. I'm about a third of the way through. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay. This one is my beach read. I <laughs> I love to go to Tahoe and spend at least sometime laying on the beach reading yeah, or yeah. go to Folsom Lake. This is called The Invisible Library, and it's by Genevieve Cogman. It is a total novel, like I said, a beach read. So it's not going to be mm-hmm. knowledgeable now, or... Now, it's is, just fun. Is this like a, a romance novel? Are, are no. people needlessly dying? Yes. Is the, there's is, death is and is there's... Is there cartel dra- involved? There's dragons. Oh, it's fantasy? It has a fantasy twist to it, which I was surprised I liked it, but my oldest daughter, Jess, was like, Mom, I think you'd like this book. Okay. So I bought the first one, and then about halfway through, I bought the next two books, so I would oh, have like them. A trilogy? There's several books in this series. Okay. But basically, um, there's a woman named Irene, and she's a professional spy for the library. 
And the library goes to different worlds and collects hmm. books that they think are important to maintaining. I mean, it's just weird. It's yeah. it's hard to explain, but um, there's underground factions and there's there's different, uh, like there's dragons and there's fays and they have different powers and huh. good and evil. Yeah. And, and there's a little romantic twist in it too, but um, it's just... It's adventure and... It's creative storytelling again. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 But again, a good beach read. Okay. Not a good, I need some spiritual food book. <laughs> I, I definitely have beach books that stay in my bag and they're yeah. only... You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm taking the day off and I'm laying in the sun and I'm reading this yeah. fluff. I'm not, so, I, I like fiction on that, yeah. that kind of a thing. Absolutely. All right. My next book is, uh, again, it's a new author to me, Bullies and Saints by John Dixon. I love the cover. Like, I know. It's it. so it's intriguing. Really, it's really a great cover. This is interesting because, you know, so much, uh, so often um, when you get into church history, we find that the church doesn't have the most stellar reputation. Church <laughs> right. big C. Right. You know, Crusades, right. the, the insurrection, all, and all that, the Spanish Inquisition. Inquisition. And um, and so what Dixon does is he he catalogs those. Hmm. He has in depth into the into the Crusades. Uh, he has in depth into the Spanish Inquisition, and other times when we've done things as Christians that we probably should not be proud of. But then he peppers that. He alternates it with those things where history has changed for the better because of the of the cause of Christ. Well, and you've even talked about like when there's you know a pandemic, mm -hmm. not COVID. Mm -hmm. Where Christians would be the ones running to running the to sick the, people yeah. instead of fleeing, and that's one of those. That's one of the things that he does in here, mm -hmm. and that was just is refreshing because he deals honestly with the things that we should be ashamed of, oh. that we should repent of. Mm -hmm. But he also deals with the things that, yes, thank you, God, that mm -hmm. there were Christians in that particular period of time that were doing those things. It's a, he writes very well. It's a very easy read. So it's, it's an a, honest look at the history. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. so, and. Um, and and so I, I would highly recommend that awesome. for um, a reading. It's kind of a fun title too, Bullies and Saints. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, number five, which you can see with all my flags and <laughs> notes tell you here. You like that book? Oh my goodness, I don't like this book. You don't. I hate oh, is it. it. Convicting? Well, it's called Seven Family Ministry Essentials: A Strategy for Culture Change in Children's and Student Ministry. And I picked it up because um, one of the authors, Megan Fate Marshman, is one of my favorites. I've never heard of her. Before. She um, she's a leading female basketball scorer at Westmont College. Oh my goodness! Wow. She uh, worked at Hume Lake mm -hmm. and has gone on to be an author and have you speaker. Met her or anything, or? And I have not personally shook okay. her hand, but I've seen her, like, uh, we went to the Thrive Conference, yeah. and she was one of the speakers there. Okay. She's just super dynamic, again, kind of like the Jenny Allen thing. Mm -hmm. She's getting her doctorate, so she's not, like, she's amazing. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so that's why I picked it up. But then I started reading it, and I got really, like you said, convicted. And I was reading it because I was like, you know, let's, let's see if I can be encouraged mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. family ministries. Let's see how I can encourage my team. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's been encouraging because a lot of the things they're suggesting we are doing, um, but 
it also is like, oh, there's things we need to do better. So here's the seven essentials. And if you are a part of family ministries, you will notice some shifts. We're not burning everything down and starting over, right. mm-hmm. but we are making some shifts mm-hmm. to um, adapt some of their recommendations. So um, the seven essentials are empowering families to take spiritual leadership in the homes, forming lifetime faith that transcends childhood beliefs, teaching scripture as the ultimate authority of truth, understanding the role of the Holy Spirit to teach and transform, uh, engaging every generation in the gospel of God's redemptive story, making God central in every biblical narrative and daily living, and participating in community with like-minded ministry mm. leaders. Mm-hmm. Sounds awesome, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, my team... And you're, you're going through with your staff on yeah, some, some of this? Mm-hmm. We actually had a staff retreat the other day, and I gave one of the chapters as homework because it has... Uh, there were like 30 assessment questions. Oh, wow. At the end yeah. of that chapter, just, you know, are you doing this? What are you doing well? What are you willing to abandon, mm. like, for the sake of... That chapter was Christ formed in me. Like, mm-hmm. we want Christ formed in me to be number one. Yeah. And then, okay, are we doing anything? But we've we've been working on this as a team, so it just was... It was um, just refining yeah. for us. Good, so, good. but it, again, a really good book. Seven Family and Ministries it's been, Essentials. It looks like it's been around for a while. Yeah, it's from like 2014, I think. Okay. Um, but women, two women who are involved in ministry, so it's right. not like the experts who are sitting up in their tower telling yeah. us what to do. Yeah. But women who are knee deep in ministry. I like so, books like that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, my last book is by Jonathan Lehman. How the Nations Rage, and uh, if you go to Arcade, I've uh, just finished Sunday a series on politics, Jesus style, and this was one of the books that I read that kind of helped me form some of my thoughts. Jonathan Lehman, he, he's a he's uh, an elder at a Nine Marks Church okay. uh, in Washington, D.C. He's written a lot of things. This is my first book I've ever read of his, and I, I, I really enjoyed it. It was very good. And so if if you want something that will help you get some bearings between now and November 5th, and that's a presidential election, then I would recommend this one. It's a quick read, and I think that you would benefit from it. Um, he does a, a really great job uh, with that. Awesome. Yeah. So what are you currently reading, or what have you just finished that you're like, that was so good? Uh, well, I, I told you earlier that I laid a book down today. I, was, I sat in my reading chair yes. at home, my routine, I got a routine. And had my cup of coffee. I opened this book and I started reading. I got to page 101, and I'm thinking, I just don't think this is going to get any better. <laughs> so I just, I just took my marker out of it, closed it up, put it in my briefcase, brought it to the office, put it on the shelf because I might want to refer to it. Sure. A little bit later on. But How I not just, to write a book? <laughs> yeah. So, but then I put that one down. I picked up Turning Points in Church History by Mark Knoll. Okay. And it's a book I read probably 15, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I like church history, and so I started reading that again, and it's just like picking up old friends. Sure. You know, I'm, and so I'll, I'll work on that one for the next two or three weeks, probably. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I finished, I'm terrible with book titles, but John Mark Comer has a new book out mm-hmm. about spiritual disciplines and, and living like Jesus, and... Um, a quick, easy read. I mean, I, it was he writes well. it was over, and I was like, "Oh, that's the end of the book." I expected a yeah. hundred more pages yeah. or whatever. But again, I read it on my Kindle, so um, I don't have to go digging through my closets to find my stack of books. Um, but it was it was encouraging, but yeah. also convicting yeah. about how how I'm living my life. Am I 
am I spending time with Jesus? Am I becoming like him? Mm. Am I doing mm-hmm. what Jesus did? Mm-hmm. So really good book. I'd recommend awesome. it. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, that's it. That was fun. We got through our five yeah, books. That was fun. Uh, make sure that you like, comment, subscribe. Uh, give us a recommendation on Apple Podcasts. I hear that that really helps other oh. people see okay. our podcast. Yeah. So if you listen on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. Um, otherwise, we will see you next time. All right. See ya. Take care.